Well, baptism is uh, important, and today is the day that we celebrate um, that Jesus was baptized. Uh, baptism is one of the first events that we find in all of the Gospels, and it's the last thing you read about in Matthew's Gospel. Matthew's Gospel ends with Jesus telling us, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So baptism is important. Now, any of us who've been uh, preachers for very long, we all have baptism stories. Um, one of my professors, Dr. Bill Leonard, uh, was a professor of mine at Southern Seminary, and then he went on to be the dean of uh, the Divinity School at Wake Forest, uh, and he's retired now. But Dr. Leonard is a man of slight build. He's not a very large man at all. And uh, when he was a student uh, in seminary and he was pastoring a little church, there was a man in the community who came forward and gave his life to Christ and wanted to be baptized. And so, of course, everyone was excited. Um, you know, it was a Baptist church, so they had a baptistry with the water in it all filled up and the young man uh, was a little over six feet tall and over 200 pounds. And uh, Dr. Leonard said he saw no problem whatsoever until he stepped into the baptistry with him. And then he looked out at the congregation and he knew he was in trouble when he saw his wife put her face in her hands. And so um, he went ahead and said the words of God over him and put him under the water. And unfortunately, they both went under the water. <laughs> and they both surfaced thankful for grace and unexpected adrenaline. Uh, I remember uh, once a <laughs> uh, church I was at, we decided to do the baptism outdoors in a lake. And so we uh, had baptism there and we had actually a party afterwards on the shore. It was really quite nice and but we did the baptism in the water, and just as the last people were, were coming up out of the lake, uh, this rather large water moccasin came across where <laughs> we had been baptizing. And uh, one of the men ran up to his truck, got his gun, came back, <laughs> shot the snake, killed it. So we referred to that from then on as the baptism and snake killing service. And uh, I have looked through the book of, uh, of worship, but there is no liturgy for that anywhere. <laughs> so let me read to you this morning from the Gospel of Mark, the first chapter. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit." At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and a spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son 
whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. The word of God for the people of God. So John was out in the wilderness. The wilderness was the place where the children of Israel learned to follow God. There was also a group of people during that time known as the Essenes. They were a religious community. They had left Jerusalem and went out into the wilderness to form their own community where they could live and try to serve God. And most people believe that um, John the Baptist had probably been living with them before he came out and started baptizing. So uh, he came preaching this, uh, re- preaching repentance and, and the baptism of, uh, of confession to repent of your sin. And John was apparently a rather wild-looking man, but the truth of his message drew people, and everyone wanted to come out and hear what he had to say, and they wanted to be baptized. And so one day, Jesus of Nazareth showed up, and he was baptized by John. And when he was baptized, there was a voice that spoke from heaven saying, you are my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. So at, at Jesus' baptism, God tells those who are there and us who Jesus is. So at his baptism, we learn who he is. And Jesus was about 30 years old when he came forward for baptism. <clears throat> and it seems like one day uh, he just took off his apron, folded it, laid it down in the carpenter shop, uh, left his family, left his career, left everything, and went down and stood by the river in line with everyone else waiting to be baptized. And you wonder, why, why now? Why did Jesus wait until he was 30? Why was that the time for him to be baptized? And of course, since John's baptism was a baptism of repentance, then why was Jesus baptized since he had no sin to repent of? But there he was standing in line by the edge of the river. Of course, you could ask that why question of just about anybody. I've baptized people who were in their 80s. And sometimes you wonder, why? Why now? Why now have you decided to make this commitment? Why, you know, why not earlier? But, but what, what's happened that now you've decided to get baptized? In baptism... It is important. And, and the thing that I think is really important for us to realize is that it is the beginning of a process. It's not the end. You know, for far too long, I, I've known Christians who, who talk about, well, we want people to, to have a relationship with God, and if they pray a prayer and then they're baptized, wow, that's it. No, that's not it. We're just starting. Baptism is not the end. It is the beginning of of our commitment to Christ. And so when a person receives baptism, whether as an adult or an infant, she receives forgiveness and the grace of God into her life. It is a sacrament. And the love of God experienced in baptism isn't just to wash away sin, but to start the process of renewing the image of God that is within each one of us. So, God's grace experienced in baptism uh, is not a substitute for our obedience to God, but it is an action that empowers us 
to enable us to be able to follow God. So, so baptism is, is the beginning of this journey of becoming more like Jesus. Now, baptism is not essential to our salvation. The, the thief on the cross is proof of that. But since Jesus told us to be baptized as a sign of our commitment, then it's important to do because it's a way of obeying Jesus and following him and what he asked us to do. And then the, the kind of interesting thing is, then once you, you do it, it becomes a more meaningful uh, experience than we ever dreamed it might be. And so today, as we remember Jesus' baptism, those of us who have been baptized are also encouraged to remember our own baptism. Remember your baptism and be thankful, the liturgy says. Well, I remember my baptism. There were over 20 of us. We had all committed our lives to Christ during a revival. And the following Sunday night, we all lined up and were baptized on that Sunday evening. We were baptized in a baptistry in a church, not a river. And our pastor didn't wear a camel hair outfit and leather belt. He wore fishing waders underneath his robe. I don't know if you knew that secret, but that's what they do. And he spoke the words of baptism over me, and he called me his little brother, and he put me under the water. Both of us were clueless that night because we had no idea where that baptism was going to lead me and where I was going to end up. I mean, who in the world knew that what happened that night would lead to me standing here today. And so after the baptism, we all stood in line at the front of the church. And I wasn't sure what was going to happen, but people came by to welcome us and to tell us they were happy for us and to tell us that they were going to pray for us. And one reason that, that it meant so much to me was because uh, in those days, uh, I had really long hair. Um, I, it's, those days are gone. <laughs> but, um, but in those days, uh, my hair was a little, it came down about my shirt pockets. And uh, that's not a big deal anymore. But in, 19, in the early 70s in Curry, Alabama, <laughs> it was a big deal. And uh, I was the only guy with long hair that got baptized that night. Um, and, uh, you know, I was kind of used to in general, older people and church people were not real fond of those of us who had long hair. Um, danged hippie was the phrase I often heard as I walked by people. Uh, that's the cleaned up version for church. <laughs> but on this night, they came by and the women, several of them reached out and they hugged us. Or as we say in Alabama, hugged my neck. And some of them, when they did, I know they could feel my long, wet hair on their arms. And I know it must have been hard for some of them, but they didn't let it show. And I'm so grateful because in the days to come, that church accepted me and loved me. And they taught me how to grow as a Christian. They, they taught me what it meant to follow Christ. 
I can barely remember that 14-year-old boy that went under the water that night. But he had a whole lot to do with who I am today. Because baptism is important. And today is the day for those of us who have been baptized to remember our baptism. It may have been in a church or a lake or a river or the ocean or a swimming pool. You may have been immersed or sprinkled. You may have been an adult or a teenager or a child or an infant. If you were too young to remember the event, then remember that you were baptized because that's the important thing. It's not that you remember how it happened. It's that you remember that you are baptized. You are part of the family of God. And, it, it, you know, it's not that you remember the event. It's that you remember you're part of the family, that you never forget that. Lynn Sweet said, it's not I was baptized, but it's I am baptized. Because it still speaks to who we are. And Stanley Hauerwas said that our baptism tells us who we are. You know, the question that most people struggle with, especially, you know, in your younger adult life is, is who am I? I mean, who am I and what am I supposed to do with my life? And Harawa says, if you've been baptized, you don't have to ask that question. Who am I? You are the beloved of God. That's who you are. And, and what am I supposed to do with my life? Become more like Jesus. That's what you're supposed to do. We don't have to answer those questions because they've been answered for us in our baptism. And so for the rest of our lives, when we hear that other voice inside of us sometimes that tells us we've messed up and that we aren't able to do the things we need to do and we remember our baptism and we remember that we are the beloved of God. And that we can become, with God's help, more like Jesus every day. Because when we were baptized, our journey of faith began. And it's still going on. So whether you're baptized as an infant or an adult, your baptism tells you who you are. Baptism is a gift of grace. So today, remember your baptism and be thankful. And if you've never been baptized, well, we can talk about that.